It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Did you hear you could save up to 25% off grocery store prices at BJ's Wholesale Club? Did you say save up to 25% at BJ's? Yeah, save up to 25% at BJ's. Whoa, that's like saving up to one-fourth of... That's going to leave a mark. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Shop today. Not a member? Go to BJ's.com slash simple savings. Welcome, everyone, to the Film Vault. That's Anderson. I'm Brian Bittery, hosts. For today, uh, we got a couple of assigned movies from listeners. Plus, I caught up with the instant classic. Mm. We'll talk about that. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're going to like it. Yeah? Yeah. I promise. Yeah? I already know. You know. You know right. You're sure? You're right, confident. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I already know. Is it Mario Brothers? <laughs> I did see Mario Brothers, but I'm not, not passing that. I heard uh, the song is quite catchy. It is, and you can listen to it at home without watching Mario Bros. <laughs> peaches, peaches, oh, peaches is pretty, pretty. It's earworms. Peaches, 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 peaches. Ah, oh, jeez, peaches. All right, yep, that's been on a loop in my house for a bit. <clears throat> Has the boy seen Mario? He has not seen Mario. Remember, I took him to Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's been a week. Well, he doesn't like to go see movies. Huh? He's my uh, my wife's son. Has he seen <laughs> Evil Dead Rise? He has not yet. But he wants to very what? badly. Who has a more diverse palate at this point, Atticus or, or your wife? Diverse? Yeah, who will eat more things? Oh, well, let's not get into that. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I'll take that they're as Atticus. They're on par. They're on par. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, some movies. Movies? Well, let's, let's do what we do here. You've got a movie to make. How's I do. I do. Thank you very much to uh, everyone who took a dive and listened. To, uh, took a dive. That doesn't sound right. But who listened to the <laughs> new- dove uh, in. Loaded Everyone for Bear. wasted their time. Took a dive and went down and dive. Who <laughs> listened to Loaded for Bear? Let's make this movie my week one of, uh, I forget how many weeks, but there's a, it'll conclude at the end, what, of this, end of this year. Is it 36? That sounds about right. Yeah. It feels like right. a lot. And thank you very much to everyone uh, who has given so far. Uh, it's, uh, it gives us great confidence and we know that we can get to work on this thing. Uh, you know, I've been working on it for a number of months uh, as it is, but now I can start, you know, paying people fairly soon here once I, uh, you know, get some of that, 
have money. It's mm. the, the amount of people that have given, uh, not massive yet. I know it's going to slowly grow as we go, but the people who have given have given big. There's been some big, big amounts uh, that have gone in. A couple of you also gave straight to uh, entertainment to affect change. Uh, so I've not seen any of that or the matches, but yeah, money is coming in All and right. you guys get what I'm, uh, I'm after, I think. So that's fantastic. You'll hear more about what I'm after and what I'm trying to make and what, what we're going after, I should say, on uh, Loaded for Bear. Let's make this movie. And the website is loadedforbeardoc.com. If you would like to know more, you can also always email me uh, as far as uh, where your money's going, what uh, we're trying to accomplish. <laughs> they and, want a line for a production budget? I mean, we do have a budget and uh, I don't think that my, my next production meeting is this Friday. So I, I don't know if our, our pitch deck or our budget is actually publicly available at this point. I would like to make both publicly really? available. Yeah, transparency, not, I understand that. I'm not sure that they are. Yeah, I'm all about transparency and uh, making everything totally upfront and everyone, especially if you're giving some serious money. I got some serious tears on there. If you want to be executive producer, it's going to cost cost a lot of money. You know, so Understandable. I want you to know what the process is. And that's what uh, Loaded for Bear Let's make this movie the weekly feed that I'll be doing, which will live here. Um, that's what that feed is all for. It's it's to give you an idea of what goes into making a movie. If people want to want to access that, what do they what do they search? What do they look? Uh, just if you have the film vault as an RSS feed and you get this here show, it will show up in oh, your feed. I like that. That's right. Loadforbeardoc. Oh, is that was that's, that's what Tyler was Tyler was trying, and then I <laughs> I foolish. Oh, I got a story about Loaded for Bear doc.com there's there's a lot of stories that have happened since really? i saw you last week and, it's only uh, been a it's been I, uh eight days it has been eight days and uh, I, I've, how many stories can you have i put my foot in my mouth via oh, email what do you know i did oh, the old uh boy. had no idea that there was people copied on the oh, email no. and it, oh. it involves uh, loadedforbear.com which we were making some <laughs> headway on maybe securing or at least having it point to our project for the time being. Cause it's one of these URLs that no one, or someone owns, but they're not doing anything yeah. with it. And uh, yeah, I think I put a stop to that quite oh. quickly. <laughs> what happened? I'll talk about it. No, 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 no. I don't no, want to no. get into you it. You don't get away with that here because I you're, don't get into you're it. putting the fucking feed on our feed. The least you can do is talk about your message. That's a good point. It's fair. <laughs> I just, uh, a listener, who shall remain nameless right now until later? But uh, give them a name that is their name. No, he he you sent me him. he sent me an email and it just said uh, here's the person. It was I was he forwarded me an email where he was corresponding with the person who mm-hmm. owns the URL loadedforbear.com, which we do not. Okay. Uh, we own Loaded for Bear Doc gotcha. dot com, all right, as well as Loaded for Bear the Movie dot com for later on for the narrative. But uh, he forwarded me an email, and it you know was quite cordial. It was back and forth, and the guy was saying that he has a dream for Loaded for Bear dot com down the road. And then well, my guy, what is that dream? I, we don't know. I don't know. And then my guy said, "Hey, well, could we so maybe black people and white people can sit together at the table of brotherhood?" I don't think it has anything to do with, with that. I don't. I don't know what. what it, I don't grandeur. think it has anything to do with Martin Luther King. What delusions of grandeur I don't know. does he have? But I come in and I see the email and I see you know he forwarded it to me and I just write the guy. Let's just say the guy's name is Danny and I write my contribution is so Danny's the name of the fucker that knows. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then I get a, I get a, I get like, like five minutes later, I get an email and it says, um, it, it was a bounce back email and it says this, you are, uh, this email doesn't, I'm like, I don't recognize that email. And then I go and I, I go back and I'm like, oh, that oh. was to like three people. It wasn't just to my guy. 
So then I'm like, uh, sorry, Danny. I didn't realize that I'm like, it goes, I'll read it verbatim on, on the app. Don't worry. This is just how I talk to the, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have since called this man, left him a message to oh, no God. avail. Hey, Mark. And Jeffrey, I got to read Jeffrey's re- response too. Cause <laughs> it's just how I talk to the IDD actors. <laughs> We're very fast and loose. Jeffrey, the listener, I, who, who set this all up and was making headway uh, on my behalf as a, to be a, a nice guy for the project, he's like, yes, the, the tone of <laughs> definitely changed quickly with your response. <laughs> but I mean, keeping it real. I mean, I hope the guy, I, I'm going to call him again and leave him another message. How Maybe annoyed I would you be if, if you were on the receiving end of that? Just it's uh, Anderson's the name really? of the fucker. <laughs> no, it's me. I want it. Especially if the guy left me a message and he's like, oh, I hope we can get past that embarrassing first. <laughs> so we'll Salvo. see. We'll see. And uh, if, if nothing else, uh, for years see, and years to come. You should have called him up and went, hey, fucker, sorry that it. Uh... I know. I should have just leaned in. <laughs> yeah. For years to come, I will be monitoring loadedforbear.com <laughs> to see what his dream what ultimately is. I would like to help this guy. You know, hopefully he just hasn't been able to get back to me. Maybe there's like, you know, something, uh, uh, you know. Maybe there's a, a quick pro quo. That sure, sure. I don't know. We'll see. Like protocol, get yeah. Past the, the stupid, just like, I, that's how I talk to Jeffrey. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of you know, off the cuff with Jeffrey. I thought it was just he and I. The dumb little joke. I guess. It's a Dan, joke, yeah. Danny's the fucker that owns it. All right. Because I knew someone owned it. I tried to buy it. I, you know, obviously, it's what you do when you come up with the title of something. Okay. All right. Let's. <laughs> I, my, my response was good, and uh, sure, we'll see. Okay, let's let's do a little. Uh, hey, good luck. So, thank you very much uh, to everyone who has given. I will give. I give shout outs on uh, the Loaded for Bear doc. Uh, let's make this movie uh, each week, and I don't want to, you know, f- plug, pl- clutter up this feed with too much of that. That's what the whole point is. So, right. please, if you would like to be involved in a very worthwhile documentary, and also. Uh, learn as we all go through this it's a, it's gonna be a fun fun adventure for everyone and excited for you excited for the start of this venture excited for the fundraising i'm glad everything's off to a good start thank you my friend thank you very much brian and now let's never speak of it again uh, never again ever again until i secure loaded for bear even then dot com loaded for bear doc is where you go okay oh uh and then what else what else we got some stuff right guys we got some stuff. I got some announcements to make really? as far as the show Again? goes. Well, I mean, I always do. Uh, next week, for on, on Tyler Booth's behalf, we're going to oh. be watching Nasika, 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 Nasika of the Valley of the Wind. How do you spell that? Nasika of the Valley of oh, the Wind. Oh, I looked that up. And then also uh, for Brian, better Brian McCauley, we're going to be doing top five irresponsible gun handling. What do you think of that? That is oh. oddly specific. I and, like uh, it, though. Potentially... Uh, Okay. Irresponsible gun handling scenes. And there's some good ones. I've already dipped my toe in that arena. It's fun. I don't know if arena's proper, but you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, coming, up later, coming up later this week, if we're listening in two parts, uh, top five movie theater scenes. Yes, top five movie theater being scenes. Very uh, fruitful. Yes. Turns out movies like to portray movies. They love to celebrate yeah. themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of mine are so celebratory. So is that what? Some of mine are so celebratory, yeah, it turns yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Tragedy befalls. There is some tragedy yeah. within mine, too. My number one is shocking. Shocking. Shocked me. Okay. But I had forgotten about it until the research, and I watched the clip, which I will play on the show. Oh. You two be damned if you're going to copyright infringe us and tell us to, uh, not to. I don't care. We're going to play this clip on the, on the for the good of the program, and it is fucking hilarious. That I can tell you. All right, I'm in. That I can tell you. I got to tell you, my number two... It should be number one. Number two had me giggling 
so much. So Christy's like, what's going on over there? And I explained to her what the scene was. Mm -hmm. Stone-faced. Stone-faced? Yeah. That's the, that's the wife thing to do. Yeah, I, I'm like, this is delightful. She's like, yeah. She can't, Jillian catches me laughing and giggling. Sometimes it'll be like 10 minutes after I heard something, like on you know Billy's podcast or something. And she'll be like, what? And I'm like, all right, this isn't, or usually it's something Mike said on the after, is that the, the, the morning after? Yeah, so you have to go into an explanation, a setup. And it's just never, yeah. ever satisfying when I explain it. And she just looks at me like, why is that funny? Uh -huh. It's like, oh, Jesus. Why? Why, honey? Well, mine's why did you mine's want to marry objectively me? funny. Okay. Well, let's see. Maybe we'll light up. All right. We're doing a little current events. We're talking about the writer's strike? There let's is. do writer's strike talk. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm uneducated. There's, the, the, there's a lot of turmoil going on Indeed. within the industry. And this is, you know, it ebbs and flows, ups and downs. And there's a lot, uh, many strikes. I think uh, there, a few of the guilds are all striking. Uh, oh, and there's another one looming as oh. well. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this has been on, on the horizon for a while now. And what it's going, I don't, I have not done enough research to tell you exactly what it's going to mean when everything, when the dust settles on one side or the other, but uh, any, anyone would like to bring any insights? I, I had no insights. Well, last time, because uh, I was reading up on, everybody's talking about the last time it happened. It was what, 2008, and it lasted 100 days? Feels about right. It was right around the, yeah, I was, I was working on things then, and everyone was telling me, like, oh, that was a good time. You gotta take advantage, be a scab. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't sound. <laughs> Probably not gonna pay off in the long run. <laughs> Now's the time to be a piece of shit. <laughs> All I saw is Jay Leno delivered donuts to writers outside of Disney. Oh, that's what a lot. guy. That's oh, the only nice. scoop I got. Okay, well, that's not worthy of the program. Hard-hitting. That's got all From 2008. Investigative journalism. Hey, you heard about this? You heard they got donuts now? Keep walking. In your hand. All right, stop looking out the window. Let's uh, let's do uh, let's do some fan flexion. Yeah, let's hear what the listeners have seen. All right. Spore loose. Your, uh, yeah. Spore loose. Mitch is the fucker who puts together fan fiction. Wow. Hope that doesn't get out. <laughs> That's the fucker's name. <laughs> That's the fucker's name. Uh, Edward Pretty on Facebook. Return of the Jedi. Tight. Enjoyed seeing it on the big screen again. First time since 1983. It's the, it's the updated version. I right. wish it wasn't the special edition. Oh. oh. My 12-year-old spent the whole two hours making fun of the bad special <laughs> effects. No. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Kids are the worst. Greendale Grizzlies on Reddit. Sisu was just okay. What? Had some fun for 91 minutes, but nothing is well done enough or compelling for me to come back. Mm. Is that how you judge a movie? Who is this? Who, who said this? This is Greendale Grizzlies. How, no, fun, that's, how fun is it? It's, it you got to be able to come back to it. You got to have to want to watch it again for it to, to get a good review from me. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Fucking banger. Same guy? Same guy. We sure it's a guy? Feels like the definition of honest filmmaking. Oh, really? Rachel McAdams owns this shit and will not give it back. Mm. Benny is also fun. The uh, Greendale Grizzlies saw it. Apparently everything on streaming. Peter Pan and Wendy. Wow. Watched most of it with my nine and six-year-old boys. Why? They asked. <laughs> I like well, that. Well, it's an answer. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I literally have never heard. And uh, they go, uh, Daddy, why does everything look so boring and gray? Oh, with a shot like uh, monotone. Yeah, I got a green. Not much to keep young ones interested, which you'd, you'd think that'd be the whole point. Uh, they wanted more action and more of the crocodile. And when it didn't happen, they turned it off. Mm. Upsetting. Smart move. Under the Quinfluence. Did a double feature of Postal and Harpoon with Smart. friends. Postal. Fuck to the yeah. ass. I had seen both before, but wanted to show them. And we had a great time with a couple deranged little indie gems. 
Both okay. had similar vibes, are super fun, and they had a surprising amount of parallels between them. Heard about Postal from old Uncle Andy, but mm-hmm. not sure if he's seen Harpoon. Well worth seeking out. I think there's a couple Harpoons. Uh, I remember one came out, and then I was going to watch it at one point because someone suggested it, but I couldn't figure out which one because there was two of them. Yeah. It gets confusing. And a uh, new episode of the Film Vaulters with Andrew Martin is out today. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrew Martin. Hey, Andrew Martin. Look at that. He's a, uh, a constant contributor over here. Uh-huh. And he's got Andrew. Andrew watches movies. He's a big horror guy. He was thrilled to hear that we're going to be watching Haunt. 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 Which we did, and which we, we will did. be talking about uh, later in this episode. And I watched uh, Unstoppable. Pretty Uh-oh. good. Pretty good. The train movie. Pretty good. Yeah, with yes. Chris Pine and uh, Denzel. Yeah, pretty good. And it gets like more intense as the movie yeah. goes. Like, a, yeah, it was well constructed. And it's a little bit of a 2010 time capsule because you know when you're in it, you can't tell what feels like the sure, era. Sure. When you watch it going back, you go, oh, all right. Was the language because they were they it's passing just, by 2010 cars on the no, on just the train. kind of the way it's it feels like that era. I can't quite place it yet because we're still relatively close to yeah. it, but it was very much of that era. It was good. I'm not sure Enjoyable. I, I understand pretty much anything that he just said other than he watched uh, <laughs> Unstoppable. Maybe the Tony it feels, Scott. It feels dated in a way I can't quite describe. I think it's the Tony Scott. Yeah, the Tony maybe. Scottness maybe yeah. came through. I think that might be it. it. Might be the Tony Scottness. Yeah. Do you think if enjoyable. Brian directed a movie, it would look like a Tony Scott movie? Well, you're about to find out. You're producing a movie. I don't know. That would be good. Okay. The think, reason I ask is because they both have similar things going on. <laughs> what do we have going on? He's dead. Both uh, white, rich, uh, older men. Oh, one thing I don't think they could do anymore, though, was that both his daughters work at Hooters, and they just periodically cut back and forth to... Just Hooters, I forgot about Hooters, that. Just to put a little TNA yeah, in. Just for Hooters waitresses <laughs> just cheering after every explosion. <laughs> I, I don't think that's happening anymore. You no, know, I, I think that they, I don't think somebody might have a problem with if they're anymore. Using, yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I forgot that. About would that. date it, yes. Plotline. A little bit. So it's brain cancer, probably. Yeah, okay. The man had brain cancer. Did he? Was that the thing? Yeah. I forget that was he took He took a different way out. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was proven. Well, we might end up being the same. You never know. Give it time. Is there a world in which Tony Scott is sitting at this table with you instead of Brian? Oh, that's a weird... That weird is a weird world. world. What if he's sitting here instead of me and Brian's just like... <laughs> you would just talk to him about his brother constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. So when Ridley was making Alien... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where do we start? Oh, I didn't even hear what you were saying at the top. Please tell me that we're gonna we're gonna line up. I, what movies were flick fasting? I don't know what you're flick fasting. Oh, I, I have. Uh, I told you I have a uh, an instant classic that I caught up on. Okay, that's all. I mean, usually yeah, we do three movies. I'm teasing. What are the other movies, Brian? Oh, Haunt and The Vanity. This means that I'm talking. Bo is afraid by myself. I didn't see it. I thought you son of a bitch. Why are you waiting for streaming? I've been so excited to talk to you about oh, this waiting for this, streaming. This, When's it streaming? No, probably in like last, two weeks. The last text really sent me was like, "I'm gonna wait for stream." Well, I guess we'll we'll circle back to streaming it, that soon. I mean, that's what happens now. Every or is it gonna be the twenty ten anymore? It's gonna be the twenty dollars stream. I, I know there's no Hooters. Dude, it could be on Hulu and I, it could be on Peacock in like uh, three weeks. The way things are, yeah, like things are in the theater and then like I walk in and Jillian will be on Peacock and an ad will pop up and it's like Smiles <laughs> streaming now. I think for free on like Prime. Mm. I guess that was like six months ago. Six months. But Megan, me, me, Listen, we're going to talk a little Bo's afraid. I want to hear about you. He's pre- a terrified, terrified man. You want to pre-flick it? He's very, very scared. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to flick fest it. How about that? Do How it. about them apples? Do it. I had a very enjoyable time watching Bo's yeah. afraid. Oh. Very enjoyable time until I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ari Aster's third movie. 
Uh, this one comes in uh, on a, uh, it's this follow up to Midsommar, which, if you recall, had a very, very particular tone to it. Just the mm-hmm. last movie. Would you call it funny, Midsommar? A couple of funny moments that I might call it a funny movie. I don't think the 12-year-old in my theater enjoyed it so much. Oh, the 12-year-old should not have been there. <laughs> Ari Aster's first film, of course, is Hereditary. It's what put our Ari Aster on the map. Here he comes in with a three-hour movie starring Joaquin Phoenix. I was able to see this thing without seeing anything other than who was directing it, who was in it uh, to an extent, and what the runtime was and the poster. And so no trailer even. I avoided the trailer, which is that? fantastic. If you see the trailer, you're going to see a whole lot of what I'm talking about right now. Okay. Uh, which is, this is like four movies in one. Uh, there's definitely a through line. It's one of those movies where you got to kind of study it. Uh, you think about more things as the days pass. Uh, and I'm sure that there's a whole lot of stuff that uh, most people will miss, myself included. A lot of stuff is, is going over people's heads. But uh, I won't even get into the themes. I won't even get into, I'm, I'm going to get into like what I loved so much about the movie. And uh, I'll stop at the point where it lost me. So there's four different acts, essentially, okay. very clear acts. And the first one is Bo being just that. He's afraid. He's walking Phoenix. He's a, a balding walking Phoenix with very gray hair. They really olden him up, even though he's playing his age, because they, okay. they get to the year that he was born at one point in the movie, which is 1975. But he looks... I have to imagine that they aged him because he looks haggard. Okay. And he's uh, just a very quiet, scared little man. And he it opens up with him uh, speaking about some things uh, with his therapist. And then we get to uh, see him go home. And the best way I can describe where he lives is imagine he lives in an apartment in the inner city. Mm-hmm. Imagine if every you, you turn on the local news or Fox News, not to pick on Fox News, but just the local news is just as bad, if not worse. Mm-hmm. And everything that they're reporting on is actually happening, it's happening. all the time in, in, this, in this neighborhood and perhaps beyond the neighborhood as well, but especially in his neighborhood. He, he has to, to get to his apartment, he has to step over a dead corpse that's been laying in the, in, in the uh, street for some time. He can okay. only, it looks, uh, there's, a, there's a dancing fella out front, there's uh, drug deals happening, there's girls uh, trying to uh, get Johns. Um, that's not too bad. There's this one man who was uh, covered in tattoos and he, uh, he's, he sees Joaquin showing up, uh, walking his way, and he just the sprint Joaquin is on. Walking, 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 and the sprint is on, and he just starts sprinting. And then Joaquin <laughs> sees him. Now he's sprinting for the glass door at his apartment building. He's no longer walking. Just barely makes it before tattooed man uh, gets to the, the door, and now he's inside the the, the safety of his apartment building, sure. which. Reminded me a lot of the apartment building in uh, Clockwork Orange, if you recall, is a uh, dystopian future. Okay. Derelicts had gotten to it, and graffiti everywhere. The, <laughs> the, the, the elevator's not working. Actually, the door, he actually takes his cane, Alex does, in uh, Clockwork Orange and kind of like checks to see while whistling and enjoying himself. Uh, out of order, out of commission, that sure. elevator. The elevator in uh, Bo is Afraid is actually sparking, like there's sparks oh. coming out of it. All right, so this this is the, the, the universe that he lives oh, in. Oh, there's a movie theater scene in uh, Clockwork Orange. I don't even know that. Well, I mean, you can, I wouldn't call it a theater, but oh, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's technically. It's obviously a theater. Good point, Brent. So that's the first act. And I, at times, was howling, especially how this first act concludes. I was doing all I could to stifle because there was maybe 10 people in the theater. I guess I'm the only one that found it very amusing. I mean, this is really top-tier satire. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. And Joaquin really is, I was not a Joaquin fan before. Come on, come on. He kind of 
rub me the wrong way. I am now officially like on board the Joaquin train. I love this guy. He fucking crushes it in this movie. So then, He's been um, an amazing actor for years. We're talking so long. I don't. I don't have the characters that he played rubbed me the wrong way. I guess I, I didn't see enough uh, vulnerability, which might sound weird, but like him and the master, I just could not stand. But like in her, it was very vulnerable. He was, and I liked him in her too. That's okay. another. Yeah, that's another one. But come on, come on, really. Okay. Anyways, I know what I'm saying is ridiculous and sure. absurd, but that's personal, right? We get personal. Fair. What was the one we killed the pedophiles? Which one's that? What was that? Isn't he walking I, I around with a that. wrench, beating him to death? What's that? What's that one, Joaquin? You saw it. He's going on his vengeance tour and he's beating dudes to death. I don't remember that. Oh, you can, can you look? Can you look it up? I also liked him in Super Eight. I mean, uh, Eight Millimeter. I should say Eight Millimeter. He was good too. Okay, oh. he was the monster in Super Eight. Then he finds himself in a very different surrounding uh, with uh, a couple of very, very doting parents, and he usurps a young girl. Uh, and I'll just Nathan Lang is fantastic oh. uh, as the father figure. You were never really here. You were not, yeah, I didn't like that one. It bored me to death. It's a bummer. Yeah, it's the woman who, who did, uh, who, who did, we need to talk about Kevin too. I was very excited about that one, but uh, all right. So, and then he stumbles into the woods and there's a whole new story that unfolds. And then ultimately he's in a, a fourth, very particular, I'm just going to leave it at that because this movie is, you know, filled with discovery, but <clears throat> I can't say that I love this movie. Where did it lose you? Where did it lose you? He wanders into the woods, okay. and I never really quite recovered. And there was which act? How, how, how far in? That's Two the third hours? act. I'd say like an hour and a half in. So and it was one of these movies. Point. I was looking at my watch, going, "How much longer?" Because I was, I, I didn't want to get lost. I didn't want to fall off the train that was. Bo was afraid because I was really enjoying my my time there, and. I, I know that as the movie, as movies, I, I do that with movies where I'm really liking them. I'm like, I hope it opens soon because I want to love this movie. I don't want to be lost. And ultimately, I, I'm lost. I, I think a listener last week in uh, Fan Fiction said that if they had an over uh, a domineering parental figure, maybe they would have appreciated it mm. more. Perhaps that's one of my problems. I maybe still haven't fully digested this movie. I My main takeaway is I didn't know Ari Aster had this kind of comedic timing okay. and and vision does it lose the comedy part way through to this sort of abandon it it doesn't it doesn't spend as much time mm. with it and it gets more and more biz, bizarre i could i could follow along with the satire of you know what if local news was real but then the farther it goes especially once it gets past that second act and then the third and fourth act there's stuff that i just don't understand and i haven't read up on it yet and i didn't want to come in here with other people's opinions so i'm going to continue to try and all right figure out what that might have meant, which I was doing in the shower just when it's, it's a sign of a really good movie where you're still thinking of sure. Parker sure. Posey's character. She shows up. We haven't seen her in a minute. True. She's, uh, she's good in this. And there's stuff that happens with her that I cannot figure out what he was aiming at. I can't remember the last time I saw Parker Posey. There's a creature. So it's a bit of a creature feature. Oh, I'm pretty sure I, I understand that. I understand the creature feature. And I was thinking about testicles just this morning. And I think I figured that part out as <laughs> okay. well. Go on. I think I think the the yeah. You've got my attention. I like this movie quite a bit. I really did like this movie quite a bit, uh, and I think it's maybe just a matter of me understanding the second, third, uh, third and fourth act a little bit more. It's a, but yeah, I I felt embarrassed for. I was trying to stifle my laughter. They just weren't laughing, and it's fucking funny, guys. There's a brown recluse that comes to the play. You stood alone. What, yeah. What's the Rotten Tomatoes on this thing? Are people liking it? Uh-huh. I would never know, so I couldn't tell you. I think that's what we're going to be doing. It, it gets chaotic. Bo's too. afraid? No. no, 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 no. We should have. I uh, wonder. Let's see. 
It, it does feel, and I could uh, be wrong. Seventy percent. It feels like Ari Aster might. It seems like he's given car blanche, and maybe he could be reined in a little bit. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe this is a fucking masterpiece, and I'm mm. just, I'm just wrong. But it seems like he could use a little hand holding because he's given the world. He's given a three hour time. Yeah, run. Which he's given an extra time. act. Yeah. What's the rare? The critics and audience both at seventy. Oh yeah, lined up. I, that doesn't that doesn't upset me or or, or surprise me. Uh, only God forgives. Remember the Nicholas Winding Refn? Yeah. Kind of. Did you see that one? Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, there's there's some uh, barriers <laughs> with with both movies. Uh, a lot of hidden messages and a, a lot of uh, uh, parables mm. and metaphors. Some, some metaphors and all that stuff, which I don't always have time for. But that's <laughs> there's definitely that going on here. Should have caught you at a less busy week. Maybe it'll land it harder. Well, no, no, it's, it landed, dude. I'm thinking of my testicles this morning. They're not my own, and I'm point. in the shower. So, I mean, that move, the movie's affecting me still. You know what I mean? It is rare that I'm thinking about testicles that are not my own. Right, especially right. in the shower. Yeah. Maybe that's what kind of got me to thinking about it. No, I was already thinking about it, though. Like, why? Why that? I know that that's there for a reason. <gasps> I think I figured out. I was having, like, revelations in the shower about this movie that I saw, like, three days ago. <laughs> Two hours past, you're still in the shower. <laughs> Contemplating. <laughs> I've cracked the code. All right, so Bo's afraid. I recommend this movie. Uh, I'd, I'd like you to go see it in the theaters, but it's quite the commitment. I get that. And you're going to... I think I'm seeing it tomorrow. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's a, That first act is a lot, a lot. Of, it reminded me a little bit of Mother as well. There, I, it's the kind of movie I was like, I'd love to have watched it with you. Yeah. And just like be laughing, like having you laugh with me. Because yeah. it's one of those movies you want to be laughing at this stuff, but... My audience sucked. Yeah, which makes it worse. Maybe they thought they were going in. Also, a listener said they think it was, it was like, art. That maybe it's just serious. We <sighs> need to. Yeah, you can't lie with respect. That. I brought my sister, and she too was laughing. She was, but we were both stifling. Uh, and I had set her up, and I said, "I've I've heard from not just the listener last week, but I've heard that the, the tone is creepy throughout. It's odd throughout, but mm-hmm. I would not call this a creepy tone. Okay, throughout. No, interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm interested to talk to you about it. I hope you see it there. Yeah, 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 Avery. And I've uh, got my ticket for tomorrow. Oh, I do uh, that off the air. Brian, I was really excited to. I, uh, I, the last I heard from you, we weren't seeing it. You seeing it tomorrow? You yeah, coming so along? I'll see you later tonight. Mm-hmm. Love it. Let Bo's, me jump Bo's, in. Most terrified. Let me jump in with the uh, instant classic I, I caught up with. Mm-hmm. You might enjoy this. I got a story that involves. Uh, oh, it's a very embarrassing story for me. So you'll enjoy this. Um, I was alone uh, on Saturday. Christy was... Isn't that uh, usually the case? What's that? Isn't that usually the case? Being alone on a Saturday? No, not at all. Okay. No, everyone, the, the whole world's here on a Saturday. Uh-huh. Christy was away at a bachelorette party. Uh, Tessa was with grandma and grandpa going to the uh, Natural History Museum. Mm-hmm. So I found myself alone for the better part of the day. And I thought, I'm going to go see... Uh, I'm going to go see a movie. It's like a flick that I should see. And I thought to myself, you know what I'm saying? Today, I'm going to be extra focused. I'm going to pop a Ritalin. What? No, Whoa. Ritalin movie watching? No, but I, I do that often. I mean, the Ritalin really helps. You should do that focused. for Bo, it sounds like. I know, seriously. And um, it was about half hour later. I was about uh, half hour after I took the, the, the pill and uh, half an hour before I was leaving for the movie that I realized I accidentally took an Ambien. Oh, no. <laughs> now, you remember what happened to us oh, when yes. we did our Ambien show. Uh, we took a lot of Ambien. What I, time was this? This is uh, 9.45 in the morning. Oh, yeah. boy. So, um, how that's long, not what you want. How long after you popped it that you realized? 
About half an hour. Okay, too late. Because yeah, I, I realized I took a sleeping pill once, like in the morning when I thought I thought it was something else. Yes. And I, I threw it up because I'm like, I can't be oh, asleep really? all day. Yeah. Oh, smart. You made your, oh, I yeah. should have done but 30, that. No, 30 minutes, it's already dissolved. Because here's the mistake that I made. I already had the movie ticket. You didn't pop a Ridlin, did you? I may have. Brian, what are you? Yeah, Elvis over there. No effect. No effect. I was. Uh, Did they cancel each other out? I was uh, nodding off a bit during the movie, which is a real mistake and hard to do because Sisu. Well, they say you're supposed to drive is, is on ambient. That's right. Instant so, classic is what you're calling Sisu? Sisu is fucking rad. It's, it's, Sisu is so good. It's got a tone. Now, you might be thinking, Brian, you barely remember the movie. That's true. I went to see it again the next day. Oh, did you really? Yes. Wow. Clean and sober. Mm. That's right. And uh, so Sissy was seen by me in 2023. We film. should do a spoiler on this. Sure. Written and directed by uh, Joel Marie Hellander. We should do a spoiler because I have one joke that I want to get in about it. Fair. I'm joking. Okay. For, uh, writer and director of Rare Exports. I've done that before. I know. <laughs> That's the joke, Brad <laughs> Starring Yorma, um, what the fuck do you pronounce his name? Yorma Tomila and Axel Her- Harris. No. It's okay, anyway, Brian. There's a lot of letters going on there that I don't recognize. Um, the, uh, the Bill Burr looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. The, the, the shaved head Nazi. Mm-hmm. 94% of Rotten Tomatoes. This is in theaters now. Uh, this is a, a good example of a movie delivering exactly what it promises. What it knows it is. Stays it, in its lane. Yeah, pr- precisely. It's, it, it's done with the right amount of style, the right amount of irreverence. Like there's funny parts of this movie. I, I laughed out loud like you probably did during Bo's Afraid mm. uh, at uh, certain parts. And then there are parts that were just brutal and excruciating and hard to watch. But uh, be that as it may, it's a, quite a ride. It's only, I didn't write it down, it's like 90 minutes, 92 minutes, something of that nature. Sleen. Gets in, gets out. Not a lot of fat on that bone. Um, almost a totally silent performance from mm-hmm. our star. Should have been. I would have liked him more. I mean, I guess some people creative, like that's creative. We'll, choice, we'll talk man. about that later. When? When? I want to spoil it. When I get my joke in. All right, fair. <laughs> uh, I will observe that uh, this man, you flick fest this uh, last week, I believe. Yeah, it's a so. real high concept movie, right? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, a guy, yeah. Man has goals. What, what we, yeah, what we find out to be a sort of retired uh, mercenary soldier in Finland uh, strikes gold while uh, prospecting. He packs up his bags, but is intercepted by Nazis. This is the end of World War II, and uh, the Nazis decide it's their gold, and he decides, oh no, it's not. And thus we have our movie. Uh, that man sure can't hold his breath for a long time. We'll talk about that in the spoilers. <laughs> but it, this is a lean version of RRR in the sense that it's about these legendary figures where they're taking all sorts of liberties, but who cares? Because it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a tall tale effectively. Yeah. I mean, he's not based on an actual person, but he's based on an idea yeah. of what it is to be finished, especially sure. in this time. And I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a lean version of a Tarantino movie. If it wasn't Bloated in a not a necessarily a bad sense of the word bloated, but uh, my my friend had a band named Dead and Bloated, and when I was in high school, it was nice, good, good band, good band. Uh, I did write down there, was but there with was dialogue, with dialogue. Very, what I was going to say, the, the Tarantino movies tend to be long because there's they're verbose. The, yeah, there's yeah. so many characters have a lot, a lot to say. This Quite the opposite with our titular, our our, uh, our main character. Do this remind you of Beast a little bit, or, or no. Beasts of War? 
No. That's foolish. I they mean, want to it, remind you. In as much as it involved a tank, I guess, but no. This and is, point this A is to very, point B, very, very, and it's very, very high concept. Very, and it's out very, there. very different. Look at, look at him just leaning very, into his very, very different very, opinion. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see this on Ambient, so. Yeah, which, which. You have no right to comment. <laughs> which time did you like it more? Ambient, the, uh, with the. Uh, <laughs> The, the Marilyn part, Monroe the funny, uh, cocktail you had taken. The funny or? part was uh, the uh, second time I saw it, everything that happened in the movie, I kept being like, "Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> that," but I didn't remember anything in order, and I know the, like the plot didn't make sense the first time, right? So everything was familiar. <laughs> there is no plot really, just other than the guy trying <laughs> to get his gold to the bank. Well, That's you know it. What, I, what I mean to That's say the is. Plot. Everything seemed familiar. So it was very Tarantino. You didn't get it. It was as if if you asked me to describe the movie after the first viewing, I would have told you all the events out of order. It's about a man and his dog, I think. Uh, There was some mud and it was nothing like Beast of War. Very, very dissimilar. Yeah, you just described how a lot of my second dates used to go back in the... uh, Vaguely familiar. No, like... When I go out on a date oh. with a girl after, you know, having like, way too many drinks and meeting her to begin with. And then I go on the date. I'm like, I kind of remember your hair being yeah. that color, but. Were you have a ponytail? You have an accent? <laughs> Did not know <laughs> Is that. Is that new? <laughs> All right. I'm glad you saw that. Sisu was fun. Sisu, guys, see Sisu. Um, I would recommend in theater if it's still playing near you. I know it's not a lot of theaters, but uh, definitely, definitely put this on your list if you can't get to it to stream uh, when it comes available. I, I don't foresee this being like a vaulty uh, mention uh, at the end of the year or early next year. It feels like a long shot. It feels like a long shot. Just I'm just kind of giving you know an, an idea of what you're getting into. It's a fun ride. It's, it's a really yeah, fun it's movie. totally fun. But this is not a life changing movie. It's just but it very, sounds very like fun. if you want to scratch the John Wick itch, is that fair? I had more fun watching this one than John Wick for sure. I agree. The, 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 yes, this is um, this is like Tarantino does John Wick in 1944 <laughs> without dialogue. Without dialogue. <laughs> The, the thing, this came up on Cinematics actually uh, when I was guest hosting last week and uh, I think Eric asked me like what makes me like Sisu more than John Wick and I, I pontificated but I after the fact it, it occurred to me it's like there's not nearly as much gunplay mm. in Sisu. They had to get more creative yes. and have more fun with uh, the battles and the conflict that was happening whereas John Wick it's just step and repeat gun play right. gun play he does this movie does that move and then five more guys will come and the right. exact same sequence will happen but in a fairly a, a, a i find this different to be far spot. more inventive yeah yeah inventive mm-hmm. that's that's the, that's and rr came up as well and just how inventive they get sure. with all of the things that happened on that screen yeah sure there was muskets it's funny because i think but, of it as inventive yet there's nothing in this movie you haven't seen before if you've seen uh the the pond a lake. We'll talk actually, about actually, that. Actually, you know what? That's a good point. That's the most that's, inventive that's thing point. I saw, but I don't think scientifically accurate. <laughs> we'll talk about that. 100% medically accurate. I think it's inaccurate, but we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I had an issue with that too. We'll talk. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. 
On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? <laughs> you get the goofiest game in history, Queen's Podcast. Hi, I'm Nathan. And I'm Katie. And we're the hosts of Queen's Podcast. Join us while we spill the tea on women from history. We get into all kinds of stories here, like biographies of lesser known figures, for instance, Saida Haltura, powerful pirate queen. To the stories you might already know, like Marie Antoinette or Cleopatra, but with a fun twist. Each queen is paired with a cocktail that'll totally get you in the mood to hear fun, juicy, and dramatic stories from history. Because history is so much more than just dudes on a battlefield, and we believe that the female perspective Perspective and roles are just as deserving of their time in the spotlight. Right. So come get to know these queens. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers. <laughs> I'm going to try it. See if it works. <laughs> How? <laughs> Same way he did. <laughs> a knife and big balls. All right, let's go. Right. We got to take a quick break here. No, we still, we're, got, we're a, we still got a couple movies. I to know. Talk about. It's true. Come on now. Coming up next two assigned films right after this. For the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. Yeah, welcome back. Crunchy groove with our boy Petros Papadakis, let's say. I miss that Petros. Former guest of the show. Yeah. I don't even listen to him anymore because I, uh, I have a different system in my car. Oh, I can't really? even listen to AM radio in my car. They so must podcast their show. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I miss that Petros. You get AM radio. I can't get a, uh, there's something happened to the band and uh, I just get nothing but engine noise. Buddy, I have, I have fallen. <laughs> that is very different. I have fallen hopelessly off my podcast ever since I stopped uh, driving to Glendale mm-hmm. every day. So what happened? That? Why don't you drive to Glendale? Oh, I, I was relieved of my duties as a uh, with the wacky. You side. mispronounced. It's unceremoniously fired. I was unceremoniously that's, fired. That's the way you say it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to listen to La Maga really soon. I'm sorry, I've not got to it. I promise you, I will do that. I meant to do that on the way here. Hey, a lot of people like that show. I've so I've heard. Yeah, yeah, it's going well. So far, it's not not me because I've not listened to it. But I, I promise to give you notes. I was listening to Striker on the radio instead. Is this true? That's really hurtful. Actually. <laughs> He's on like KLOS. I, I avoid him every time he comes on. Is he on? Striker's on KLOS? He, no, the, Kevin's on KLOS. Striker's on one of the other ones. He's not in K-Rock. It's just KLOS. And he, I think Star. He's on oh Star. Oh my God, and, he's on Star. Yeah. Wow. But well, him, him and uh, Kevin of Kevin and Bean are on at the same time, drive time in the afternoon. I mean, your audience is riveted by this local radio. <laughs> it's very K-Rock good. is world famous, all right? That's what we're not talking about. Here's what, I'm about to give you an actual quote from one of the highest people over at K-Rock oh. when he heard that stars had stolen K-Rock's format. Mm. 
And it was, he, happened, he, he didn't read about it. It just happened, and he turned there, it there on. There was a station in L.A. that went from, like, adult contemporary to modern rock. Yeah, they, indie rock, right? And they, yeah. they just stole K-Rock's entire vibe and image. And he called in a friend of mine who worked over there. That's how I got to hear this story. And he's like, listen to this. And he turns it up, and he's like, they're both listening to the new stars, which is K-Rock, like a, yeah. like a cheap imitation. And he's just like, Fuck them! <laughs> that was that was the extent wow. of the reaction. <laughs> Radio strategy. <laughs> Fuck them! Insightful. I don't know if and I don't know if any action was taken beyond that. Oh, they didn't get fucked. Let's let's talk movies. Let's, talk. let's do it. Which one you, we mentioned? Haunt. Should we start there? Sure. Uh, I think Haunt is going to be a little bit more difficult for me to talk about because oh. of the genre. And I'm very much looking forward to talking to about both of them with you, but especially Spurlus. But Haunt will be a fun talk as well. Haunt is a 2019 film. Oh, shit. I don't know the assigner. You get the assigner's name there. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, written and directed by... I spoke with him yesterday, so it's quite easy. Written and directed by Brian Woods and Scott Beck. Uh, this stars Katie Stevens, who apparently is an American Idol alumnus. Alumnae? Alumnus? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. I thought you were an ardent no. viewer. No. Hmm. Uh, Will Britton, uh, Lauren McLean, and Andrew Caldwell. 69, nice. Percent uh-huh. on Tomatoes. Uh, Prime Video is bringing stream. I think might be streaming on Hulu as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we were assigned Haunt by... Chris Terry. Uh, it was oh, the first no. time I had ever talked, spoken with Chris Terry, and Chris Terry and I spoke uh, 15, 20 minutes. He gave me some good insights, which I, I fact-checked, <laughs> which uh, I didn't actually go out and fact-check them. I just, I, what I do is when people assign us these movies, I will speak with them usually on Mondays, I uh, kind of got in the, in the groove of doing it during Atticus's karate. I step out, watch Atticus through the window when I can and, and talk about whatever movie was um, assigned. And then I get some intel, usually some uh, some insights from the listener. And then I do my research day of uh, that we record. So Fair. I was reading about Haunt this morning and a couple of the things that were really interesting is the sets. I don't know. if Why don't you give the, the background, the backdrop on, on Haunt? So Haunt is a uh, very classic, uh, fl- not classic in the sense that it's become a classic, but it meets all the tropes of the slasher genre. Uh, it's got a little bit of green room, I think, to it. Uh, these uh, these youngsters, uh, these young kids, uh, I think it's Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. They're dressed up Halloween, Halloween. night. Uh, they're Halloween night. They end up at a uh, strange escape room in a warehouse on the edge of town. It's a haunted house. Is it haunted house? It's haunted. Yeah, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? And I, I always, what do you call those things? Because haunted houses are a thing already. Right. Like, oh shit, a scary like old dead woman lives in there. Let's not go down that street. And then there's at Halloween time, you pay to go to a yeah. haunted house. What you got to be like, a differentiating like a term for because like a place like Knott's Berry Farm or Halloween like, haunt, yeah, has their experience as you walk through the house, things yeah. scare you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and that's what this is. Well, it turns out to be much more interesting. Yeah, it turns out like, what if the haunted house was real? What if they're actually trying to uh, do bad things? And it's fun because we get to watch these characters kind of discover the reality of it as mm-hmm. they go through from room to yes, room. Yes, they go from flippant to uh, very serious. And there's one guy who's drunk and you you know that he's going to get his because he's the one who's kind of like the type that would go mm. into a place like this. Much not unlike myself. Mm. I'm not going to lie. He's the Anderson. Kind of kind of like make fun of things. I'm like, what are you guys scared? Are you scared? I got yelled at actually at, uh, I think it was Knott's Berry Farm for scaring one of the scarers. Oh, really? He got really, really mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> How did that <laughs> happen? I just saw yeah, him. He was like happened? sneaking up on somebody uh, and I screamed right, like, right behind him and he jumped. He was on rollerblades. And he fucking yelled at me like a like a little girl. He's like, "Come on, dude, what are you doing? You don't. We're here, to, dude. That's not cool, man." 
Well, I'm an SI. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we get to watch these people, uh, you know, and there's a lot of gore. It's a slasher film for sure. This is another 90 minute, it might even be 80 something minutes. It's very short. And I, and talking to Chris Terry about this, I'm, who, by the way, he's, I, I, I didn't ask how much I'm allowed to say, but you, you want to suspect that he likes these types of movies, right? He doesn't fit the, I don't know if there is a mold, but I, th- I think a lot of people who like horror film, Florence isn't the mold like either. Florence is, a yeah. lot of people who like horror movies, though, they are kind of like punk rock, especially when they're younger, punk mm-hmm. rock ethos, and they don't like to follow rules, which is ironic because horror films are famous for following rules. It's been said in uh, movies before. Scream, for example. Isn't that weird, though? Like, you know, the... Yeah. The, the, the rule breakers who like these movies, you got to follow the rules or else they get mad unless they're cool new rules. Well, you're also not basing this on any facts. It's just your feelings. Yeah, it's just my general opinion and True. observations <laughs> about things. I'm generalizing. It's okay to generalize in that sense, right? Of course. Yeah. Right. Or am I going to get canceled by the... Uh, by, the by the horror film <laughs> the lovers? The horror film. They do get angry. They That's are. true. So uh, there's some very good gore and I like the Were you familiar with Han before this? I don't believe I was. This is a very, very small movie. Yeah, but I did get a couple of emails from a couple of different listeners, Andrew Martin being one of them, um, saying, very excited to see that you're going to be watching Haunt, one of my favorites. In a very different way, this movie reminded me of um, uh, 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 Bill Built a Maze. What was the one about the maze? Someone built a maze. It was on your, uh, it was, it was on your, uh, your I think, Faulties. Or, no, it was no, your best, best, best yeah. uh, new best old. New yeah, old. yeah, yeah. But whatever it was, Dave, Dave builds a maze. Dave, Dave makes a maze. Um, yeah, it reminded me of that, and that not a lot of money in this movie, but whatever money they had it went into the five production. million dollar budget, design. and you could see it in the production design yeah. for sure. It looked good, and that was what uh, really struck me was the production design is very, very good. It looks very nice, very, very inventive, and they went out and they found the two guys that wrote it too are the same uh, team that wrote a quiet place. So they, oh, no they got some writing chops there and they went out and found, I don't know why I'm in IMDb pro, so I can't go. They, I, I'm not going to look at the guy's name now Come because on. my computer's uh, stuck on IMDb pro, whatever. They always want me to edit this and I don't want to edit. I, and it doesn't matter, but they, they found a guy who doesn't do uh, horror. Like he has some pretty, he did her. He was a production designer okay. for her, uh, which second time is coming up on right. this, uh, this episode, which is strange. Uh, Austin Gorg is his name. And uh, he's not, he did La La Land. <laughs> he did Ready Player One as well as Midnight Special. So right. they went out of their way to get a professional who doesn't come from the horror genre to give it a different flair True, and vibe. Fair. And I think it was very effective. So I agree. What else? What else about? I was wondering how big this place was. And at one point, they do show a uh, a schematic, a diagram, mm-hmm. like a map of the place, and it's like that's not helping me at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I, yeah, I'm more lost. We're here, and we need to get over there. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so it was like it was like being in a, in a haunted house where it's real and without the crowds. Mm-hmm. So if you like the vibe of going to these haunted houses, you're going to enjoy this one. I don't imagine they have a lot of repeat customers. I don't. I want to think so. Not, it's a bad business model for yeah. uh, for for business. It's unsustainable. And not sustainable. Yeah, I, I don't want to give too much away because you people should, especially if you if you like horror films, you're gonna like this one. I do believe that. Uh, I want to talk about the masks, uh, but they they got the creepy masks. We'll leave it at that. Mm. They do come into play. There's a lot of creativity and and fun here. And, I found uh, it very effective. I would I would recommend this for a horror film. Yeah, for someone who doesn't love horror like me that this was a very effective uh brisk uh jaunt did you recognize one of the characters uh channeling a little philip seymour hoffman i did not no it was pointed out to me 
uh, by Chris. And uh, he says that he picked up on it when he was watching. He's like, this feels like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Turns out that the the lead proto- antagonist, antagonist, he actually was channeling not just Philip Seymour Hoffman, but Philip Seymour Hoffman from Mission Impossible 3, which was an oh, interesting choice. Excellent. Yeah. Who's well, very evil. All of a sudden. Very, very Man. evil. Yeah, yeah. So I found that interesting. I didn't pick up on it. I, I, wish, I, I wish that I had. So if you're going to watch this, uh, look for that. If you have not seen this yet, uh, that is, it's not a spoiler, but just look for the lead to be doing a little Philip Seymour Hoffman action. And it sounds like this, I, I mean, what did Chris, uh, what did Chris, Terry. Say, Chris, Terry, what did Chris say about uh, why he assigned it? I assume he liked it very much. Yeah, he, he, he liked it very much. And uh, uh, he knows that it's a huge blind spot. A lot of the time too, people like know that, we have blind spots, mm-hmm. but we've seen a lot of movies. So they take, you know, like that's why we're getting a lot of anime coming in. Right. Oh, I just watched Spirited Away with the boy. Oh, yeah? Fuck to the ass. I have not seen that since it came out. It's my favorite anime because I'm, I'm basic, Bri Bri. Right. But uh, I had a free afternoon and uh, I'm like, you know what? Enjoyable. I, it was just kind of spur of the moment. I'm like, we're sitting down, we're watching Spirited Away. All right. You need to do that with your, uh, with your daughter. I will. Did he like it? He was very confused by the creativity because you never see anything. It's a it's a modern day Wizard of Oz. Okay, uh, and and uh, Alice in Wonderland for sure. I would say, but have you seen Spirited Away? I have not. So fucking satisfying and great. It's just so good. Yeah, if you have a kid who's like six and up, I there's a little there's some imagery and there's some blood. One of the dragons bleeds a lot, but I highly recommend that. Streaming away. on HBO Max. Shouldn't it be Max? Spirited Away. My favorite anime, really. Even though I continue to Still. watch them for the listeners, okay. we got like we got one coming up this weekend. Actually, we're going to be talking about it next week. No, no, uh, yeah, whatever. Narcissus. Nar- Narcissus of Valley Woods. It'll be a title that will roll off our tongue once we see the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris Terry, for assigning us Haunt. That was a. Uh, a uh, I always like when a movie fits into the blind spot and is satisfying. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like uh, the, the ones that are like, yeah, this is why I don't watch these movies. It, it sucks. There was some of that in this for oh, sure. Really? And I, I led while, while talking to Chris. I didn't get a lot of that. I don't need hammers and mouths. You know <laughs> what I mean? You, you, you bring up the scene from uh, Human Centipede 2 all the time. How awful it was. Okay. See her to my mind. And plus the screening that I saw for the, for the press, it actually froze right on oh, the impact no. <laughs> for like a good 10 minutes, Brian. I've told that story. We're all sitting there. One, one, of, the, uh, one of the critics was really angry. At, at one point, like five minutes in, we're just sitting there in the, in the theater and the film was frozen, literally frozen right on the impact. And it's just a freeze frame of the impact of the hammer. And about five minutes in, one of the... Uh, <laughs> Critics just said, oh, for Christ's sakes. And he gets up and storms out to like say, like, what's had, going on? He had enough. Is it, the, is it the mixed minus? What's the problem? <laughs> All right. We are also assigned a film. Please yes. get the assigner's name ready because it's not my notes. Oh, Brian, Brian. It should be. You, no, it's in your notes. Sorry, the notes I took on the film. Why do um, I send them? Why do, I send why do you them? send them? And why don't you? Spor loose. Spor- I think you're going to do a little bit there. AKA The Vanishing. Mm-hmm. From 1988, directed by George Sluzier. You got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Starring, oh my God, these fucking names. Spurlus. You don't have to. You Jean really Beravetz, mm-hmm. Johanna Der Stieg, and Bernard Pierre Donadu. Hmm. Bernard Pierre Quite a diverse cast. That's right. French and Dutch. French and Dutch, mostly. Yeah. 96% of Rotten Tomatoes. What? Can stream the- Who's it giving is- this a neg? Yeah, so this is an odd movie to dislike. Uh, Criterion Collection so is sweet. Sorry. Criterion channels where you can stream this. I'm sure you can rent it across it's, many blogboards. It's Spine 133, Brian. What does that mean? It's like their collection and they get Oh, okay. 
The, speaking of which, Criterion, I wish more movies were streaming on there because they do a great job of curating extra material. I watched five minutes of Bill Hader explaining why he loved this movie so much. Why? I don't know. Random. But he's right there at the bottom there. Bill Hader talks The Vanishing. Bill Hader's in uh, Bo. Oh, is he? Got to really keep an eye out, though. Is he Bo? What? No, he's not oh, Bo, Brian. Is he that's afraid? Joaquin Phoenix. What's that? Is he afraid? <laughs> he actually is. Yeah, he's a, he plays a UPS driver, and he's uh, he's in an uh, uncomfortable predicament. All right. Very little screen time. Uh, yeah, James Kozlowski uh, is the one who uh, the, the listener who uh, assigned us this. Uh, James has been a supporter of yeah. the program and Thanks, uh, mine. Uh, we we had drinks and. Uh, Tied one on in Chicago a few Ooh, years ago at the grouper screening. So I spoke with James just today. And, How's uh, James? We talked about Spooloose, our, our reasons for liking it. And uh, just what, and I've talked about this on the show with you and with the, with the listeners. Like some movies just lend themselves for great conversations. And that's what I'm looking for in a lot of movies that I, that I see. I'm like, I can't wait to talk about this movie with somebody else who's seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So uh, be aware, listeners, there is a, a remake by the same director from 1993 with Jeff Bridges called The Vanishing. So if you're looking, uh, you know, it's Googling or looking on Just Watch or whatever for The Vanishing, uh, make sure you find the 1988 version. And here's which is apparently much better. Full disclosure. It's better. The one we want. I watched both of these in probably, I guess, 1994-ish. Uh, I think I was working at the video store when I watched both of them and I, had, I, I would do that. I would watch the original and then the remake and compare and contrast. I remember liking both of these for different reasons back then, but I was a completely different person back then. Uh, I don't remember loving Sporeloose at the time. I love Sporeloose. Oh, so you had this seen week. this. Yeah, I saw it years and years ago. Yeah. Oh. And I remember really liking Jeff Bridges in 94, but I've, maybe I, maybe that was a wrong decision. I don't know. I'd have to, and they changed the ending as well. In oh, the, really? In the remake. Interesting. Yes. And the yeah, trailer gives more, everything. It, the the, the ending it. as it stands in this film is much more European mm -hmm. than American. You know what I mean? It's not the, uh, the ending you might be expecting. So act one of this movie uh, is a couple on, uh, they're a Dutch couple and they're going through the French countryside mm -hmm. on a bit of a road trip, getting to know each other. You get the sense that they've been together for like three, four months or so, right? Not, not too long. Sure. And, uh, they, it's very French, very, very Dutch or very European, I should say. And there's, a, it's almost like whimsical dialogue about, about dreams and. Um, yeah, it's just a couple getting to know each other. I guess it just seems like if that was American, it would be different, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just overthinking this. It's not important. So she's talking about the golden egg, which this is based on a novella called the golden egg. Okay. And she's talking about this dream that she had where she's floating through space and she's trapped in a golden egg and he's in a golden egg as well. And, and they're, but they're separating, right. you know, something along those lines. And then they run out of gas in the middle of this impossibly long tunnel in, in the French countryside. That's right. And it's an old it's car nighttime. and it's night. Well, it's in the middle of this tunnel. So there's no light. Well, it's a nighttime anyway. It's not though. And it it's hundred percent not. So remember he walks out of the tunnel and it's bright outside. No, he and comes then, back on his bright and outside. He comes back. Oh, so it's been all night. I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, it's, it's, like, um, it's, it's daytime. Oh, whatever. It's not important, yeah. but it's hundred percent. daytime. Fucking movies. <laughs> it's hundred percent. And then when he comes, all right. So yeah, when he's walking out and he, he likes to hear, so She's panicking because there's no lights on. It's very dangerous in the middle of this tunnel. And he's like, doesn't care that she's like, thinks that she's like, death is imminent, right? He doesn't really care. He's like calling her hysterical. They get in a fight. And he's like, fuck it, I'm out of here. And he just like walks, leaves her in this, this death trap of a car. No explanation. No. 
he doesn't, he doesn't calm her down at all. And he just leaves her, which kind of had to, I, I understand the writing of it. Like it had to show that he was willing to just walk away from her. He was not in love with her. He thought she was kind of, you know, annoying. He was ready to detach himself from her right there. And in that moment, which means something with his arc and where it ends up uh, in the second act, which is at the end of the third act. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So ultimately she gets abducted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we, we, the, the the movie, like all good movies of this genre and this nature, reveals itself little by little. So at first, he just can't find her. Right. He's looking, he's like, hey, have you seen a red-haired woman? Yeah, I mean, well, they go to a gas station, and she goes in to get him a Coke and a beer, and she doesn't come back. And he starts, and there's really good direction with like people behind him, who, and then they're having like a picnic in this gas station, which is a very European thing to do as well. It's like a rest stop. And then you can tell how much time has passed because their picnic is ending now, and they're like, you know, cleaning things up, and he's still looking for her, and he can't find her. And, you know, I'm not giving anything away because the movie is called Vanishing. It's true. All right, so she vanished, all right? What's interesting is at the end of- She's spore loosed. She's spore loosed. She's gone. The end of act one, now we switch perspectives and we go back in time to the abductor's point of view. Oh, shit. Hell to the S. Fuck to the S. I'm in. I was not in until right now. We get to see what what makes him tick. That's right. And it's We got a real backstory on him. We really do. We really do examine. Did you say it's a foreign language. It's a character study. Yes, okay. foreign language, French and Dutch. Is actually you got to read this fucking movie. It was um, submitted uh, by by Denmark to be the official, or Holland. Is it Holland? Denmark. I should know. I've been to Denmark. To Holland is the Dutch. Is it Dutch? Yeah, it's Holland. So, mm. anyways, they submitted it to the Academy. And the this just yeah, it was daytime. <laughs> it's yeah, very no. dark in this hole. <laughs> I know it was daytime, Brett. So they 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 submitted it to the academy, and the academy's like, yeah, they, they speak too much French in this movie for it to be a. Oh yeah, I think the academy said that they did. Oh, it's because because it was a, I got you, a Dutch movie or the. But it was in why France. would that matter? Okay. Anyway. So it becomes a character study of who would do this dastardly deed, right, and why, and, and the mo, and then uh, third. And act. really, you get this very unsettling juxtaposition of of the kidnapper honing his craft yeah. over many months, and then finally getting it right. Unfortunately. Yeah. We won't even talk about the third act, but you're absolutely right. But it is unsettling, but it's done in in not the way you'd expect. And the- Oh, sorry. I finished my thought. I'm very sorry. The juxtaposition is him pointing his craft, and then you see him in this in this home life with his family. And like his family, these loving daughters and his wife, and it's like, oh, that is extra creepy. It is, which we've seen that before, though. Like they were leading sure. the double life, right? But- I mean, the Boston Strangler. I just, I just caught up with the Boston Strangler. Uh, they do the same. Is it a movie thing. or a series? It's a movie from 1960 something. Uh, Tony Curtis, oh, Boston Strangler. Oh. But then also, it's a. Uh, I think it's a new movie. Because I was going to say, I thought there was a new. Yeah, it's a new movie with uh, David Dasmalchian. Actually, plays oh. the, the Strangler, the titular Strangler. Yeah, right. the titular Malchian. But what's what's creepy? What's what's very non-American about it is they don't. There's comedy in this. And when we're seeing him rehearse his little abduction scheme, it's comedic and it's, it's done without- It's kind of bumbling. It's done without music. Right. It's not, there's no stabs or like telling us how to feel while we watch him bumble through, you know, his uh, rehearsal of the act, which is, you know, involves chloroform or whatever. Because he's not smooth about it. Not smooth. <laughs> and it's, they're trying, the he's director clumsy. was almost trying to humanize him to mm. an extent. I don't sure. know if they were trying to get us to- because I already hated the boyfriend, right? For the way he treated her in the tunnel. Okay. 
And it was kind of one of those things where like once she's gone, now I love her, you know, like idealized relationship because mm. it's over, whether it's death or a breakup, right. people do that all the time. So I, and then they're showing us this and getting inside this killer's mind and they're not doing with a creepy style, even though it is unsettling, but yeah, it, it, it's been said too. I don't know. No one can fact check this, but it, this was Stanley Kubrick's. He cited this as his the scariest movie he's ever seen. Really? That's what the director says. Uh, he says he called him up one day to tell him that. I don't know. Uh, hard to believe, but okay. But it's very good, right? Yeah, it's really well done. This is a solid, solid movie. And you can you can totally tap into the the boyfriend too, being obsessive. It's about obsession. <laughs> yeah, about that's, a, that's a very good observation of sort of idealizing uh, a relationship or someone you dated in retrospect, especially when that person is gone. You yeah. Know? I mean, you can very much drive the narrative how you want. I mean, any eulogy you ever see. I mean, there, how many assholes do we know are among, walking amongst us? But whenever they die, they become angels. Yep. Yeah. Well, only the highlights. Yeah. It's a highlight reel. So anything else we can say? The, the only thing that... <laughs> I won't even say it bothered me. Just I, I found a lot of the third act. We can't really say what happens, but eh, not forced. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I hamstrung myself by you know talking about a third act that we shouldn't talk about. But did you did you find third act satisfying? Satisfying is not the right word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the hardest, pro, the biggest problem I had with the third act was. Imagine putting myself in the shoes of the you know of various people and like trying to buy the motivation and I think I think they earned it and I think I got there right. uh, because it's about obsession and uh, I I almost want to just shut down and you know I've, and not give anything more away because I really I like this movie yeah. and there's a lot to to a lot of reveals and, and we talked a lot about it and we sold Avery on it. It went in places I didn't expect. Yeah, the first act and the second act and the different points of view. Uh, the third act, you know, you might be able to do the math and figure out what that, what that is. Uh, but there is a line where uh, it's spoken by one of the characters and he openly admits just how badly he needs the truth and the lengths that he would go right. to get it. And that kind of, I think I bought it. So, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's a very good movie. I'm glad we saw it. Uh, careful though, because I knew it was coming, and I still had a really hard time with the last scene. And it's it's not violent at all, but if you're if you got things that mm. I have, like it's it's very difficult. I it's I would call it a, a sexy. It's a candidate for a sexy bleak ending. It is a very sexy bleak ending. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, James, for signing us uh, Spurlus. Uh, that was... Uh, Spurlus. Spurlus. Oh, eye-opening for me and uh, enjoyable. Well, enjoyable, enjoyable might be the wrong word, but it was a good movie. Glad I saw it. It's a lot about fate and... Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot there. There's a whole lot there, right? Destiny and outwitting your destiny. Yep. and Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. Yep. A lot of characters who break tropes. Spurlus. There's a there's an Amish uh, facial hair uh, choice. <laughs> Why? I doubt very much that they do the Amish. I don't like the the the, the goatee, the full goatee with no mustache. I don't it's like that. Terrible. It's I terrible. I also don't it's like that. You have to see it a lot in this movie. Uh, I also don't like that he kept it the whole time. You know what I mean? Like he should have shaved it. At some yeah, because there's at least three years that are going yeah. by, right? Let's uh, let's shave. It's very part big of that. in baseball now, and a Is lot it? of like uh, Central American, South American, Caribbean countries. Well, they oh, love yeah. Spurlus. So I think they're all Spurlus fans. Yeah, yeah. Amish Spurlus. Yeah, not only do they like Spurlus, they like the antagonist in Spurlus. <laughs> <laughs> it's very so specific. Baseball's best kept secret. <laughs> 
constantly playing in the clubhouse. <laughs> that would be a very so well get ready for. Uh, fired up for the game. Are we all? Are we all done here? Uh, let me check my notes and make sure. Yeah. I was going to ask you some questions, but they're not, it's not important. No, please. No, I, I love being asked questions. No, I know. No. Someone, someone interviewed me for God's sake. All right, let's go. Let's get All right. Thanks, uh, Chris Terry for haunt. Thanks, James Kozlowski for Spurlus of two solid assignments. Appreciate those. If you guys want to be an assigner, just join up at our uh, Patreon. We have a uh, ever ever dwindling list of assigned movies. Uh, it's still pretty lengthy. Brian it stresses true. me out. It's true. We're, We're getting caught up though. Making We're making headway. Making, yeah, yeah. Headway. We're making headway. Making headway. We're only like three months behind right now. Patreon's where you go if you want to sign up there. Thanks to the Smug Saints. They're our featured artists this week, and you find more about them at AndersonBryan.com. AndersonBryan.com is the place you go to see our, our listener art uh, every week. Also, to uh, use the Amazon banner that sits there atop the uh, page. We appreciate you guys' continued support of the show. Anderson and Brian on Instagram is where you go. Anderson and Brian on TikTok is where you go. YouTube. TikTok. Film, huh? Oh, yeah, we are on TikTok. Yeah, that's right. Of course. That's what it's We're yeah. yeah. The Film Vault Podcast on YouTube, The Film Vault on Facebook and Twitter. I don't know what else to say. That was a, that was a robust profession. Oh, coming, coming up later in the week, top five movie theater scenes. Movie theater scenes, which... Uh, I might might have a couple controversial ones on there. We'll okay. see. We'll decide uh, all, whether all of mine take place in a movie. Okay. Well, we'll have to define what a movie theater is. Perhaps uh, next week we'll be talking Nausicaa, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I hope that we'll <clears throat> know how to say it by then. We might not though. I'm not, I'm not gambling on that. Probably going to be a, a, a dubbed. So maybe we'll never know what Nausicaa. How, how does it Nausicaa? Nausicaa. All right. That's thanks to Nausicaa. Tyler. Tyler Booth. Thank you, Tyler Booth, Getting for that. You. And then also next week, irresponsible gun handling scenes. Uh, thanks to better Brian, better, the better Brian McCauley. Better Brian, Brian McCauley. And, he uh, was military, right? No. Is it, who am I thinking? Oh, McAllister. Yeah. yeah. Hey, sorry. Similar names. Mm-hmm. This Brian. week is a little comedy confessional. Oh, yeah? Check out Friday at the Crow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, my or, monthly show. Where, I, check it where out. do people go? I will uh, be there. go to uh, Instagram uh, at Avery Comedy. You can pick up tickets. Uh, really fun concept. We collect anonymous confessions from the audience. Comedians pull them out of a hat and work them into their act. All right. And that's taking place in West Hollywood? Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Okay. At the Crow. Yes. Friday, Cinco de Mayo. Yes. And I will be there. I don't know if Brian, are you going to come? Very unlikely. You're not going to come. Thanks, unlikely. buddy. I thought we had planned to go together. So We'd really also cool. planned to not see Bo's Afraid, but that got blown up. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, great. Thanks, Brian. No, okay. the least I can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brian, will you throw to me for God's sakes? I'm trying to uh, watch the basketball game. Till next time. We do it for Bingo. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that because you're already listening to a podcast.